The Utah Jazz have lost their third straight game in the final seconds tonight to the Sacramento Kings. And a De'Aaron Fox left-handed layup with .4 seconds left. Lowry marketing gave us a moment of excitement, but it was wiped off. And the Jazz have lost five straight by a total of 15 points. Lots of positives to talk about, though, in this one. And Ron Boone and I will do it coming up on Postcast. Welcome to Postcast, David Locke, along with Ron Boone. And, and Ron, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. I'm not, I'm not sure we've ever been through something like this when you, Kevin Herter, three, uh, was with like four seconds left, and then the marketing shot doesn't go. The Tyler Hero is literally at the buzzer. This one was with .3 seconds left, and basically at the buzzer because marketing couldn't have gotten that shot off any sooner, and then it went in, and then it didn't count just to add to even more, like, like just heartbreaking, <laughs> gut-wrenching, losing uh, that the Jazz have gone through. Five games by 15 points. I, I, I really feel for the guys at this point. I, I feel for Will and the coaching staff, who's all in their first group together. I feel for these guys because this, this, this has to hurt. Yeah, it definitely has to hurt. It hurts us, you know, seeing it uh, lose ball games like this. But for the most part, David, they're in every game, and, and they're giving themselves a chance to win. That's what you can ask for uh, a, a team like this. They're doing that, but, boy, they deserve to win some of these games that, you know, down the stretch and in, in, in the closing seconds of the game because they work so hard, you know, and, and, and things seem to go their way. You think they're out of it, and they're down 10, down 12, and all of a sudden it's a tie ball game. They just continue to fight. Jazz have lost eight of their last ten games that went into the clutch. I mean, this is now, like, really got to be gnawing at them a little bit. Uh, and five straight overall by a total of 15 points. I, I do think, like, I, I, I think maybe what makes it so painful is how impressive the performance was. They, Sacramento got them early. They led by 12 at the end of one. It was the second largest deficit we've had in the first quarter all season long. We battled and battled and ba- they battled and battled and battled their way back into it. They, they didn't lead from the 7-11 mark mm-hmm. of the first quarter until midway early in the fourth. Um, and, then, and they just kind of, the, the, the perseverance and the resiliency and the fight of this group is so impressive. And then to get no dividends out of it has to just be brutal. Yeah, that, that has to really hurt. And, and they make big shots. You know, they just, they do everything right except hold on to that lead down down the stretch and uh, as you mentioned the second deficit largest deficit all year and I think Minnesota was a 40 to 21 lead against the Jazz 40 to 26 lead in in the second game of the season but otherwise they've um, given themselves a chance to win there's not a lot you can you know to decide on you know where you want to cover this but the fact that they stay in the ball games. I, I like what Lacey says. Lacey says that's the most exciting loss ever. <laughs> it definitely had a moment in there where it definitely was. I mean, uh, Lowry's shot, uh, I think we all kind of knew that it might not count. Um, but it was, yeah, it was something else. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, 22 points in the fourth quarter. On, I think it was 9 of 10 shooting. 9 of 10, yes. He has made the most clutch field goals of anyone in the NBA. I think if I'm a fan, and I'm, I think if I'm a fan, and I think if I'm a play-by-play announcer, if I'm being totally honest, <laughs> I'm wondering, is there anything that could have been done to make it so that De'Aaron Fox, at some point, wasn't the one making those plays? We've talked to Will Hardy a lot about like how hard it is to double in this league. 
and how, you know, if you double, you're leaving a wide-open 40% three-point shooter in this league now. It's why Giannis had 54. It's why Donovan had 71. It's why it's why guys are going, Luca's going out for 50 and 60, because you just don't want to leave wide-open shooters. But is there anything they could have done? Was Mike Brown doing something with spacing that made it difficult to do that? What was going I, on there? I, I don't know, David, and you're absolutely right. The spacing in the league now is just it's unbelievable, and the number of shooters that two teams have now uh, – from, from team to team. Everybody can shoot the basketball. Everyone wants to shoot the three. Uh, and when you start doubling, especially if you double early in the clock, I mean, you're going you're gonna to pay for it. Uh, late in the clock, sometimes you can do it. And you can rush players, and, they, and all of a sudden they're not getting that comfortable shot. But uh, for the most part, the only thing that I probably would have liked to have seen it with Fox is to make him go back to the to double team. The double team was coming uh, from the left, and that means that Fox would have been on his right hand and not his left going to the basket. They spaced Fox to the left side of the floor on almost every single one of these. There's a single player in that corner. There's three players on the right side. So when the Jazz brought the double on the final play and he drove left on Markinen, the double just couldn't get there. Like, it didn't get there in time, and they didn't double super early. Um, so it was a smart play there as well, David. They wanted to double, and, and if Markinen would have been able to hold him up a little bit or force him back to his right hand, they're doubling with, with a seven-footer and, and a 6'11 guy, you know, which means, okay, now he's got to fight to throw the pass over the top of the defenders, and they can cover so much with, with the wingspan and maybe, you know, come up with a deflection or something like that. But letting got to his left hand and got all the way to the basket. Super interesting part to me about this game is if we go back and rewatch the fourth quarter, my memory is that De'Aaron Fox calls Kelly Olenek up the first time, Jordan Clarkson the second time, and Lowry Markinen the third time, which I think actually from a Jazz standpoint might make it really hard to double. Because if you don't know, if you think Fox is bringing Linux and you're like, okay, well, the minute Linux gets there, we're going to bump out, we're going to double out of this, this is our rotation. And then he does and he brings Clarkson. Clarkson made a really risky defensive play late that allowed Fox to dunk. And then the last one, he goes after Markinen, who, frankly, if you were to ask me who I probably want defending on the final play, and I'm the Jazz, and my choices were Kelly Olenek, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, I think was on the court. They were, yes, and they, Brent, Vanderbilt the big, was the doubler. There were a bunch of changes the Jazz made in the third quarter. We'll get to in a second. But, like, Markin's probably the guy I wanted if I was the Jazz at that point. Like, he's seven feet, he's long, and he got beat. Like, De'Aaron Fox just beat him. Like, De'Aaron Fox was on a different planet. And you're looking at it 20, 24, 25 feet away from the basket, trying to defend uh, a much quicker, much faster player from that part, part out there on the floor. So you see why the Jazz at that point wanted to go and double. There was only nine seconds on the clock. So if he puts the ball on the floor and he has to change directions one time or he has to stop, you know, that's time running off the clock. Now you run it with a double. Now you, you're, you're putting him in a short clock, and who knows what, what would have happened. But um, he got to the basket, and, you know, and that's it. The other big plays in that fourth quarter is that the Demato uh, Sabonis catches three guys on backdoor cuts where the Jazz are so worried about the handoff, they're jumping the top side, and guys go backdoor, and Sabonis got all three of them. Yeah, just smart basketball. Great offense, and you take advantage of what the defense is, is, is giving you. With this type of offense, I mean, you, you can't cheat. And, and uh, with the dribble hands-offs and, and the guys relocating, uh, it, it's just a tough offense to defend. Let's talk about Lowry marking him. He just continues to do this every single night. 28 points. Tonight he does it without the three and really without shooting well. He shoots 6 of 15. He goes 15 at 15 in the line. He is 
48 of his last 49 at the free throw line. His cl- in it, while the, those around him have struggled in the clutch from the free throw line, Markkinen in the clutch over the last 10 games, I, I don't know, I think he was 6 of 6 tonight, is now I think 17 of his last 17 at the clut- in the free throw line at the clutch uh, in the time which the Jazz have now lost 8 of 10 clutch games. I mean, he, he was the go-to guy late. I don't know if you have your fourth quarter only box. Um, in the fourth quarter, the Jazz end up shooting 8 of 18. Uh, Conley had a nice layup uh, late in the game. Jordan Clarkson had two field goals to go along with two turnovers. But Markin in seven points, five at the line, and getting fouled on three-point shot late were, were vital. He just he continues to be outstanding. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he, obviously, he's a clutch free-throw shooter. And guys like that don't mind going to the free-throw line. I think last year, David, he may have shot 86% from the free-throw line, if I remember correctly. But he's, uh, he's money at the free-throw line. I mean, it's, it's put him on the line and, and, and let him do his thing. A uh, 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 bunch of comments. Comments on the Fox switch where Jordan goes to the gamble, leads to a dunk, has a few people upset. I think probably the head coach as well. Um, I think that's probably yes. a fair comment. Um, overall, I mean, I, I really kind of, I get it. Losses are no fun. I really am just kind of – I thought the Jazz were getting run tonight. Like when they were down 12 in the first and they didn't have a good first quarter and they looked totally discombobulated, and then they put up a really good fight in the second quarter, and I think we're still down eight. Like I think they made very little inroads. I had this like bad feeling, and this group just doesn't get run. Like that's the most impressive part of this group all year is they simply don't get run wrong. Yeah, you got a bunch of guys that want to play hard. you got a bunch of guys that, that – uh, Complement this system, and and you have to give Will Harding a lot of comp- credit for you know from the, the combinations that he's putting out there on the floor. Some of them we might not like, but you know he's giving everyone a, a chance to uh, to be that man. He's also said many many times that you know sometimes it's it's not going to be marketing. Sometimes it's going to be Clarkson, maybe Conley, or something like that with the type of offense that they're running. But, you know, it, and they're efficient. Offensively, they're really efficient. Defensively, I think in some sense situations, I think when we have three bigs out there on the floor, uh, some, it, can, it can cause problems for your opponents, but it can also be a, a, a deficit for, for you defensively. Jazz fall tonight on another heartbreaker. All right, Ron Boone, who are your stars tonight? I'm going to go, obviously, with, the main man, for sure. Lowry Market. Lowry Market. I think dead. I denied him a star the other night. He yeah. could have had, like, it's kind of like denying Michael Jordan an MVP. Yeah. Like, all right. And, so. and I think Beasley's probably the other. Oh, I was going Conley. Who? Mike Conley, plus 11 tonight, 18 points, 7 assists, bunch of plays late, 3 steals. He wasn't guarding okay. Aaron Fox. Jared, I mean, here's <laughs> the two moves, by the way, the Jazz made that changed the game. Jared Vanderbilt opened the third quarter guarding, and maybe Vando was great. Vando kept us in the game. He might deserve a star. Vanderbilt uh, was guarding De'Aaron Fox, and then the Jazz were doubling Sabonis in the third quarter. That changed the game. Actually, I'm going Jared Vanderbilt with my second star. Oh, okay. That's a good one. He, he had one words. You, you really got to take advantage of, of his ball games because they're not, you know, you don't get a chance every night. But when he plays with that kind of energy. He, had, he kept us. I mean, we were dead man walking, and he kept us going. He had 14 and. Nine tonight. So I thought about Mike Conley, but I'm going Jared Vanderbilt and Larry Markham. Your final, you're going Beasley? Still? I'm going to stay with Beasley. I like the fact that, you know, he had some big shots in that, in that third period um, uh, when they could have been down 10, you know, something like that. So 
I probably could have given if I had to switch and give, then I probably would give it to, to Vanderbilt. Okay. You don't. You, you can do it every one. You no. don't have to do anything. I know that. Okay. But I'm staying with Beasley. See you guys. <laughs>